So, DC Comics has confirmed that John Kent, Earth's new Superman and the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, is bisexual. As an advance art of Superman, son of Carlyle number 5 sees him share a kiss with his new love interest, Jay Nakamura. And, um, why? 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 Why is this suddenly news? Why do we have to be told of his sexual orientation? Like, when I was busy watching Superman on TV, when I was busy looking to read comic books about superheroes, I did not care what they fucked. Why do we suddenly have to care about what he fucks? Or what he gets fucked by. Like, in as much as I don't have anything against the LGBTQIAP, why is it that we're trying to push the idea of different gender orientations to kids? Because comic books are originally meant for kids, much as a lot of us older people will read them. Why is it that it's such a big thing to put it on comic books? Because he's not the first one. This shit's been happening since the 80s. But why is it suddenly a big thing right now? Like, I don't get that shit. Because he's not the only superhero that's come out as different from being straight. There have been others from way back in the day. Like, I can even give you a more recent one. Kyle Rayner, one of the more recent Green Lanterns. He's gay. But it's not like we're looking at it as some big thing that we should really give much of a damn about. Because they're superheroes. They're just supposed to save people and fight a bunch of crime. Why the hell is what they fuck suddenly our problem? Like... I'd have thought that the woke movement would have pushed for something different, like, I don't know, uh, female empowerment, you know, uh, Wonder Woman saving a couple of men here and there, and so on. But why is it that this message is what's being pushed? Like, I feel like we're just starting to lose it as a society. Because normally, people usually start worrying about sexual orientations when they're getting to their teens. And usually for kids... They usually come out mostly quite green. They usually don't get to care all that much. They can say I love you to just about everyone and we'll be okay with it. Because, you know, they're still young, their brains are still fresh. And any sense of love that they feel at the time is probably mostly platonic. And if it exceeds platonic, it's affectionate, but it's not sexual. So why the hell is someone's sexual orientation being brought into this entire thing? And don't give me that crap of, oh, you know, kids nowadays don't read comic books as much. It's mostly older people that do it. No, kids actually read comic books. That's one of the few things that kids actually still read. Well, that and also the incriminating text that usually implies that one of the two parents is usually cheating. But that's a story for a different day. Like, why is it that we're taking it to the whole sexual orientation thing with the superheroes? Like... Can't we just keep it uh, fighting crime and, and being good people? Like, why do we have to bring in what it is that they fuck? Like, honestly, why? But anyways, that aside, we do have a podcast to start. And unlike the comic books, this is actually a platform where I can tell you that people will talk about fucking and what it is that people fuck. So we should probably get into it in three, two, one. Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who continues to run his mouth as a form of cardio. He's a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is to Weed Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. You've probably heard this part before, but I'm still gonna repeat it. 
if you want to bring in your tweets so that we can discuss them then that's cool if there's someone else's tweets that you'd want us to discuss then that's cool now if you do want to send them through then it's pretty simple and the drill goes like this if you see that tweet you like that tweet you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at which happens to be my personal twitter handle and i will take it there and handle it accordingly if it is on facebook or on instagram it happens to be one of those screenshots one of those screen grabs then you send it to at break time on my side on facebook or on instagram you know both of them work and we will take them from there and we will handle them accordingly now we do need to move it on but before we get to the tweets we need to talk about Dave Chappelle for a little bit. Now, I don't know how many of y'all might have watched The Closer on Netflix. It's out. It's a really, really interesting special. Dave Chappelle, always a goat and all of that. Uh, but as usual, he's always receiving some hate from the trans community. And even in this special where he comes to set the record straight or so he says, he's still received a bunch of hate. And that hate still came from the LGBT and more so the trans community to the extent that they are trying or at least they were trying to get his special pulled off of Netflix. Something which Netflix has just recently come out to say that they will not do. Which honestly speaking I salute Netflix and this is a huge W for Dave Chappelle because if anything this is proof that the cancel culture just cannot cancel this goat. Because here's the thing. I watched the entire special and I kind of get why some people would get pissed because he spoke about the whole the baby incident something that I came out to speak against not too long ago and he straight up said something that was absolutely true because the baby had killed a guy before and his career didn't take a hit but this guy says some shit about the LGBT community something that he probably wasn't even serious about and this guy was losing out on shows like he lost bread major. And he just straight out came and said that, you know what, in the US of A, you can shoot and kill a nigga, but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings, which is actually true. And on top of that, he goes ahead and he makes a couple of trans jokes. And he even spoke about how he had this woman, this trans person that loved coming for his shoes and received quite a lot of backlash when she was defending Dave Chappelle on Twitter. And I won't get any further into that because that would be giving spoilers of which if you haven't actually watched the special then I'm sorry, you know, spoiler alert and everything, much as it's late. But this is a huge W with Netflix not wanting to actually drop the show. Because if anything, I think people need to start learning how to take a joke because we are too fucking sensitive as a society. Honestly speaking, we are too fucking sensitive. Like... I have said that shit before with the jokes and the salt and the dick and I'm not going to repeat it again but we are too sensitive as a people. You cannot say anything without trying to be morally, socially and politically correct. Like what he said was the truth and people were trying to cancel him for it. And the funny thing that I usually find with cancel culture is a lot of the times whenever you find people trying to do such shit, you usually find that it's not like they can back it up with something that can refute whatever it is that's been said. Like in this guy's case, in Dave Chappelle's case, you can't exactly refute that shit because the baby was a very clear example. You can bring in so many other examples whereby it's people just acting emotionally because their feelings were hurt, not because there's something to actually refute. And that's part of the reason why I have a huge problem with cancel culture. Because cancel culture is heavy on the feelings and low on the facts. So 
in essence it's like now we have to try and make sure that everyone's feelings are taken care of which i think is absolute bullshit because more so than anything that's nearly impossible to do like have you ever tried going to listen to ethical jokes where people aren't trying to offend someone else and just trying to be funny like that shit sounds ugh. like there's nothing sweet in an ethical joke And I feel like if you can't make fun of somebody, if you can't take a joke, if you cannot have the thick skin to take a little bit of open criticism and a little bit of a joke here and there, then maybe the problem is you. Maybe you shouldn't be listening to those jokes. Maybe you shouldn't be trying to look for such comedy. And if you feel offended, as is with entertainment, you can always turn that shit off. If you've attended an event and you feel offended, you can always get up and walk the fuck out. Alright? That seems like a much better way of trying to handle things. As opposed to trying to get somebody cancelled simply because you don't like what it is that they said. Like, this is this is part of the reason why a lot of our content nowadays is just becoming boring as hell. Because we are trying to be inclusive of everyone and trying to include everyone in it. And we're trying not to offend anyone. Which I honestly think is garbage and I honestly wouldn't mind if we went back to segregating certain people so that we can appeal to a niche that will appreciate the content for what it actually is. But anyways, I think we'll just move on to the tweets now because if I don't stop I might end up ranting about this shit for an entire episode. So on to the first tweet. Stop dating people who know nothing about date nights, vacations, surprises and flowers. Bullshit. I have to say it without a sense of a doubt. No feelings there, but just bullshit. Like, I can get that there's people that love this, but bullshit. Because if this is the case, then that means that the only people that should be getting dates and getting into relationships should be the people that appeal to the two love languages, which are gifting and acts of service, which I think is absolute bullshit because we do not all fall under the spectrum of those two love languages. Because guess what, there's like five of them. A lot of women like all of them, but usually, most people are usually attracted to one or two, maybe three at the most that they will prioritize as opposed to the others. And to be honest, the only reason why this is getting so much love is because if you actually pay attention to it, all of these date nights, vacations, surprises and flowers will look and sound better online aka work well as versions of loving loudly and guess what not all of us love loudly and here's the thing like y'all know me and my dislike for flowers all right but it's not like if i don't take you out on date night if i don't take you on vacation if i don't surprise you with anything maybe because i hate surprises and i assume that other people don't and i have no liking for flowers it doesn't mean that i'll make a shit boyfriend because guess what in the long term most of this shit is superficial when you look at it long term when you're looking at it as a long sustainable relationship whether or not you're thinking about marriage all of this shit it means jack shit like it's not what will hold the relationship together i can take a shorty out for date night every single thursday or every single i don't know two weeks or month or some shit and it still won't mean that my relationship is good like all of this is just acts of service and gifting it's just ways of showing love and if anything showing love does not ensure that this person is actually in love or will respect the relationship 
and if anything, you can end up dating a guy or a gal that's about date nights, vacation, surprises and flowers and they'll still cheat on you. Like it doesn't show shit. All of this is just good for you to show to the gram or to tell to your friends. And that's my problem with a lot of the dating advice that usually ends up on places like IG. Because at what point are you going to start deciphering that a true relationship, a good relationship goes beyond all of this shit? Like at what point will a lot of these babes start to realize that you know what, just because telling your friends that you guys sat through the weekend and just chilled and watched movies and cuddled and shit doesn't sound good, doesn't mean that it wasn't a great experience. Because trust me, there's people that enjoy that shit. There's people that get close and bond even more than the people that go out on date nights and vacations. Because guess what? Y'all can go on a vacation and end up having a shit time during that vacation. Like, there's people that'll believe in this that'll be very, very crappy partners. And as you can hear, there's someone who's going to be on the internet telling you that now they should be dated because they can suddenly provide the date night vacation surprises and flowers. Like, what the fuck happened to just keeping love simple? Like, what happened to you guys communicating and actually find out what you like and don't like with each other and working with that shit? Knowing where the compromises lie and shit. Why is it that people have to stop being told such shit and then they're like, yes, and they suddenly believe in it? Like, man, I miss the days when relationships and love were actually still very simple things. Not this complicated piece of shit. But anyways... I don't believe in this shit and neither should you. So let us move it on. So on to the next tweet. Ladies, imagine this. You stop idealizing marriage and start acting like a 23 year old with her whole life ahead of her. You get an education, you travel the world and you stop assuming your life starts and ends with a husband. Alrighty then. Now, I'm not gonna lie. Overall, I disagree with this tweet. But with that first bit, I totally agree with this tweet. Because let me explain why. If you start with ladies imagine this, you stop idealizing marriage and stop there, I totally agree with it. Because I feel like a lot of babes have been conditioned to idealize marriage and especially with fairy tales and everything, they've grown to idealize marriage that they've looked at marriage as a destination rather than the beginning of another journey. And honestly, I feel like that's wrong. Because unlike the fairy tale, it's not a tea, now you get married and you live happily ever after, end of book. No, after the wedding, after you guys are married, there's another piece of your life that's there. Like, you've literally just crossed one line and you're on another stage. This is literally like you playing Dangerous Dave and moving from level 3 to level 4 or some shit. Like, it's not that it's the end of, of your life, it just means that your life has moved on to a different stage. And... When I hear women busy talking about marriage almost like it's the end of their problems, like it's a solution to their challenges, that's when I kind of get a bit grossed out because it's not. It's actually an evolution to a different set of problems. Then now I look at the rest of this tweet. You know, you include the part where you start acting like a 23 year old. And unfortunately, not every woman is 23 right now. Yes, there's women that are turning 23 every single day, but it doesn't mean that every girl will be 23. Every woman will be 23. Because there's some women that are in the prime age for getting married. There's some women who've probably hit the wall. And there's some people who would actually stand to benefit from starting a family fairly early. And for them, maybe 
the idea that they should probably take into consideration the fact that they are growing older and they should you know seek to be a part of something larger than just themselves as an individual such as our no a family should be something that they actually take to heart like by all means i'm not giving contradicting information here stop idealizing marriage as some sort of solution or as some sort of happy ending but you should keep it at the back of your mind and as time moves along you should continuously ask yourself you know what much as i'm doing this i'm trying to make myself a better person am i at this stage of my life where i should probably be considering starting a family and moving to the next level you know am i at the best position where i should be a part of something bigger than just my individual self and maybe if you decided to have it at the back of your mind instead of at the front as the ideal goal then maybe we'd have a lot less stigma and dislike when it comes to the idea of marriage as we are having right now because it's actually been realized factually that a lot more people nowadays are opting not to get married and along with that a lot more people are choosing to not have kids which would be something that we should probably find concerning but that's a story for a different time but so far i feel like i've totally explained why it is that i agree with that small bit at the beginning but i disagree with the whole thing overall anyways that said let us move it on to our final tweet of this episode men shouldn't fall in love and become too attached to a lady yes i said it okay um I don't know how to say this in a slightly better way but uh you see how guys aren't the ones that are pushing for toxic masculinity you see how it's not us guys that are making other guys not want to express themselves properly like this is the shit that I go through all the time because you find that an emotional guy is supposedly supposed to be loved and and you know allowed by a lot of women and it's something that they say nowadays is a really good thing but when a guy is emotional and shows a lot of emotion suddenly this is the kind of shit that you start seeing cuz i kid you not i have seen specific women that i know of talk about how they are down for a man who cries and they love a man that can cry but the moment they experience a guy crying with them a lot they suddenly start saying that it's too much and he should probably man up or some shit and then you go back and you ask them and they're like You know what? We like a guy who's emotional and we don't mind a guy who cries. Just don't cry too much. Like what the fuck is too much? Like it doesn't even make sense to me now. But anyways, back to the tweet. Back to the tweet. For us to fall in love, we require attachment. Attachment is the main prerequisite for love to actually occur. Like attachment is such a basic but huge fundamental for love. Like It's like having mac and cheese without the cheese. It's not mac and cheese anymore. It's like saying vegan meatballs. Like it doesn't make sense in and of itself. Like you require attachment and it's very very easy to see that. You require a certain kind of attachment to your family members for you to love them. Same thing with your friends. Hell, even using the most basic but most fundamental form of love that is there, a mother's love, you require attachment. that bond that was developed when the baby grew in the mother's womb that was attached via a placenta like that shit can never be replicated anywhere else 
and now you're saying that us guys are supposed to not be attached but still be in love like that shit doesn't make sense at all the only way we can be in love is if there's some form of attachment because when things end if you move very quickly on to the next person then the reason why it hurts people so much is because there is some form of attachment there's still some part of you that is still attached to that person and that's what makes it worthwhile that's what makes it meaningful that's what gives it meaning otherwise the only love that you can have that's of this kind and doesn't necessarily have attachment is a love of pussy and guess what when it's the love of pussy you will still be pussy whipped because you have some level of attachment to that vagina and that's part of the reason why guys will have a problem when another guy bangs their babe or their immediate ex like that kind of attachment is there and it's necessary and it's important and yes it sucks and it hurts and i've spoken about how it's perfectly okay to bang your friend's ex because that relationship is over but i am not discounting the fact that the other person will be in pain the only thing is they have to acknowledge the fact that the relationship is over so in as much as they might be in pain that pussy is in the open market and someone else can definitely go and hit but then again you know some people might feel some kind of way towards this and you know some people might feel differently so i want your thoughts on this the dms are open on twitter it is at bagak the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle on facebook and instagram it is at breaktime on our side feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly if you are listening through apple or some other app that allows for ratings and reviews feel free to drop a nice positive one i will appreciate it greatly and i will catch you guys on the next break <music>